Section three of the Perfumed Garden by Sheikh Nabzawi, translated by Richard Burton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read to you by Ali Makki. Chapter three about men who are to be held in contempt. Know, O my brother, to whom God be merciful, that a man who is misshapen, of coarse appearance, and whose member is short, thin, and flabby, is contemptible in the eyes of women. When such a man has a bout with a woman, he does not do his business with vigour and in a manner to give her enjoyment. He lays himself down upon her without previous toying. He does not kiss her nor twine himself around her. He does not bite her nor suck her lips nor tickle her. He gets upon her before she has begun to long for pleasure, and then he introduces with infinite trouble a member soft and nerveless. Scarcely has he commenced when he is already done for. He makes one or two movements, and then sinks upon the woman's breast to spend his sperm, and that is the most he can do. This done, he withdraws his affair, and makes all haste to get down again from her. Such a man, as was said by a writer, is quick in ejaculation, and slow as to erection. After the trembling which follows the ejaculation of the seed, his chest is heavy, and his sides ache. Qualities like these are no recommendation with women. Despicable also is the man who is false in his words, who does not fulfil the promise he has made, who never speaks without telling lies, and who conceals from his wife all his doings, except the adulterous exploits which he commits. Women cannot esteem such men, as they cannot procure them any enjoyment. It is said that a man of the name Abbas, whose member was extremely small and slight, had a very corpulent wife, whom he could not contrive to satisfy in coition so that she soon began to complain to her female friends about it. This woman possessed a considerable fortune, whilst Abbas was very poor, and when he wanted anything, she was sure not to let him have what he wanted. One day he went to see a wise man, and submitted his case to him. The old sage told him, If you had a fine member, you might dispose of her fortune. Do you not know that women's religion is in their vulvas? But I will prescribe you a remedy which will do away with your troubles. Abbas lost no time in making up the remedy according to the recipe of the wise man, and after he had used it, his member grew to be long and thick. When his wife saw it in that state, she was surprised, but it was still better when he made her feel in the matter of enjoyment quite another thing than she had been accustomed to experience. He began, in fact, to work her with his tool in quite a remarkable manner, to such a point that she trembled and sighed and sobbed and cried out during the operation. As soon as the wife found in her husband such eminently good qualities, she gave him her fortune, and placed her person, and all she had at his disposal. End of chapter 3 Chapter 4 About Women Who Are to Be Held in Contempt Know, O vizier, to whom God be merciful, that women differ in their natural dispositions. There are women who are worthy of all praise, and there are, on the other hand, women who only merit contempt the woman who merits the contempt of men is ugly and garrulous her hair is woolly her forehead projecting her eyes are small and blur her nose is enormous the lips lead-coloured the mouth large the cheeks wrinkled and she shows gaps in her teeth her cheek-bones shine purple and she sports bristles on her chin her head sits on a meagre neck with very much developed tendons her shoulders are contracted and her chest is narrow with flabby pendulous breasts and her belly 
literally is like an empty leather bottle with a navel standing out like a heap of stones her flanks are shaped like arcades the bones of her spinal column may be counted there is no flesh upon her crop her vulva is large and cold finally such a woman has large knees and feet big hands and emaciated legs a woman with such blemishes can give no pleasure to men in general and least of all to him who is her husband or who enjoys her favours the man who approaches a woman like that with his member in erection will find it presently soft and relaxed and though he was only close to a beast of burden may god keep us from a woman of that description contemptible likewise is the woman who is constantly laughing out for as it was said by an author if you see a woman who is always laughing fond of gaming and jesting always ruling to her neighbours meddling with matters that are no concern of hers plaguing her husband with constant complaints leaguing herself with other women against him playing the grand lady accepting gifts from everybody know that that woman is a whore without shame and again to be despised is the woman of sombre frowning nature and one who is prolific in talk the woman who is light-headed in her relations with men or contentious or fond of tittle-tattle and unable to keep her husband's secrets or who is malicious the woman of a malicious nature talks only to tell lies if she makes a promise she does so only to break it and if anybody confides in her she betrays him she is debauched thievish a scold coarse and violent she cannot give good advice she is always occupied with the affairs of other people and with such as bring harm and is always on the watch for frivolous news she is fond of repose but not of work she uses unbecoming words in addressing a muslim and even to her husband invectives are always at her tongue's end she exhales a bad odour which infects you and sticks to you even after you have left her and not less contemptible is she who talks to no purpose who is a hypocrite and does no good act she who when her husband asks her to fulfil the conjugal office refuses to listen to his demand the woman who does not assist her husband in his affairs and finally she who fatigues him with unceasing complaints and tears a woman of that sort seeing her husband irritated or in trouble does not share his affliction on the contrary she laughs and jests all the more and does not try to drive away his ill-humour by endearments she is more prodigal with her person to other men than to her husband it is not for his sake that she adorns herself and it is not to please him that she tries to look well far from that with him she is very untidy and does not mind letting him see things and habits about her person which must be repugnant to him lastly she never uses either sandal or suwak no happiness can be hoped for a man with such a wife god keep us from such a one End of chapter four chapter five relating to the act of generation know o vizier and god protect you that if you wish for coition in joining the woman you should not have your stomach loaded with food and drink only in that condition will your cohabitation will be wholesome and good if your stomach is full only harm can come of it to both of you you will have threatening symptoms of apoplexy and gout and the least evil that may result from it will be the inability of passing your urine or weakness of sight let your stomach then be free from excessive food and drink and you need not apprehend any illness 
before setting to work with your wife excite her with toying so that the copulation will finish to your mutual satisfaction thus it will be well to play with her before you introduce your verge and accomplish the cohabitation you will excite her by kissing her cheeks sucking her lips and nibbling at her breasts you will lavish kisses on her navel and thighs and titillate the lower parts but at her arms and neglect no part of her body cling close to her bosom and show her your love and submission interlace your legs with her and press her in your arms for as the poet has said under her neck my right hand has served her for a cushion and to draw her to me i have sent out my left hand which bore her up as a bed when you are close to a woman and you see her eyes getting dim and hear her yearning for coition heave deep sighs then let your and her yearning be joined into one and let your lubricity rise to the highest point for this will be the moment most favourable to the game of love the pleasure which the woman then feels will be extreme as for yourself you will cherish her all the more and she will continue her affection for you for it has been said if you see a woman heaving deep sighs with her lips getting red and her eyes languishing when her mouth half opens and her movement grow heedless when she appears to be disposed to go to sleep vacillating in her steps and prone to yawn know that this is the moment for coition and if you there and then make your way into her you will procure for her an unquestionable treat you yourself will find the mouth of her womb clasping your article which is undoubtedly the crowning pleasure for both for this before everything begets affection and love the following precepts coming from a profound connoisseur in love affairs are well known woman is like a fruit which will not yield its sweetness until you rub it between your hands look at the basil plant if you do not rub it warm with your fingers it will not emit any scent do you not know that the amber unless it is handled and warmed keeps hidden within its pores the aroma contained in it it is the same with woman if you do not animate her with your toying intermixed with kissing nibbling and touching you will not obtain from her what you are wishing for you will feel no enjoyment when you share her couch and you will waken in her heart neither inclination nor affection nor love for you all her qualities will remain hidden it is reported that a man having asked a woman what means were the most likely to create affection in the female heart with respect to the pleasure of coition received the following answer o oh, you who question me those things which develop the taste for coition are the toyings and touches which precede it and then the close embrace at the moment of ejaculation believe me the kisses nibbling suction of the lips the close embrace the visits of the mouth to the nipples of the bosom and the sipping of the fresh saliva these are things to render affection lasting in acting thus the two orgasms take place simultaneously and enjoyment comes to the man and woman at the same moment when the man feels the wound grasping his member which gives to each of them the most exquisite pleasure this it is which gives birth to love and if matters have not been managed this way the woman has not had her full share of pleasure and the delights of the womb are wanting know that the woman will not feel her desires satisfied and will not love her rider unless he is able to act up to her womb 
but when the womb is made to enter into action she will feel the most violent love for her cavalier even if he be unsightly in appearance then do all you can to provoke a simultaneous discharge of the two spermal fluids herein lies the secret of love one of the savants who have occupied themselves with this subject has thus related the confidences which one of them made to him o oh, you men one and all who are soliciting the love of woman and her affection and who wish that sentiment in her heart to be of an enduring nature toy with her previous to coition prepare her for enjoyment and neglect nothing to attain that end explore her with a greater assiduity and entirely occupied with her let nothing else engage your thoughts do not let the moment propitious for pleasure pass away that moment will be when you see her eyes humid half open then go to work but remember not till your kisses and toyings have taken effect after you have got the woman into a proper state of excitement o oh men put your member into her and if you then observe the proper movements she will experience a pleasure which will satisfy all her desires lie on her breast rain kisses on her cheeks and let not your member quit her vagina push for the mouth of her womb this will crown your labour if by god's favour you have found this delight take good care not to withdraw your member but let it remain there and imbibe an endless pleasure listen to the sighs and heavy breathing of the woman they witness the violence of the bliss you have given her and after the enjoyment is over and your amorous struggle has come to an end be careful not to get up at once but withdraw your member cautiously remain close to the woman and lie down on the right side of the bed that witnessed your enjoyment you will find this pleasant and you will not be like a fellow who mounts the woman after the fashion of a mule without any regard to refinement and who after the omission hastens to get his member out and to rise avoid such manners for they rob the woman of all her lasting delight in short the true lover of coition will not fail to observe all that i have recommended for from the observance of my recommendations will result the pleasure of the woman and these rules comprise everything essential in that respect god has made everything for the best End of chapter five and of section three